The NBA is back! Finally! After four months off, the league we all love so much is ready to restart in Orlando this week. Couldn't be more excited to be talking about actual basketball on this podcast. Also very excited to let y'all know that The Athletic is now offering 40% off an annual subscription if you go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Great way to support The Athletic. Great way to support no dunks because you're going to be getting exclusive in-depth coverage of the NBA's unprecedented bubble restart. Not only that, you're getting coverage about the WNBA restart. You're getting coverage about baseball's 60-game season It's unprecedented times. These are unprecedented seasons. And this is an unprecedented deal because you're getting all that writing. You're getting all that coverage. And you're also able to listen to every single podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network totally ad-free. What an incredible deal. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks so you can subscribe now and save 40% off an annual subscription. Sports are back. You don't want to miss breaking stories from your favorite teams and your favorite writers. So go to theathletic.com slash no dunks for 40% off an annual subscription. Welcome to Bubble Wrap, recapping today's NBA games from Sunday, August 2nd down in Florida. Shout out to everyone joining us live right now on YouTube. We see you. Much love to everyone listening to the podcast a little bit later too on the Athletic Network, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your classics. Thank you so much. I'm J.E. Skeets and joining us here on a Sunday night on the Zoom, we got Tass Mellis. Yeah, pop pop people. Yeah, pop pop. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey yo. Hey yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, wearing a different jersey tonight, Lee Ellis. <laughs> Friends, or I should say amigos, I've got managing only mm-hmm. Spurs jersey on. Yes, amigos, and last but not least, making the magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Let's just get right into it uh, on this Sunday night, because we got a lot of games to talk about, some good ones, and uh, we got some fun a little bit later in the show. I got some questions for you now that every team has played, you know, once or twice. But I want to know, guys, do you want the good news first or the bad news first? What do you want? You tell me. Start with the bad, man. Start with the bad. Get it out of the way. Boo. Start with the good. You want me to start with the good? Okay, Trey, you decide. You're the ultimate decision. (laughs) I'm feeling positive today. Hit me with that good news. Okay, okay. I like that. Okay, we're sorry, Lily. We're starting with the good news. The good news is Buddy Heald stuck our first official wedgie. From the NBA bubble. Yeah, baby. Brings us to 37 on the season. Now, Patty Mills also stuck one in the Spurs-Grizzlies game, but it came well, well after the whistle. That's a dead ball wedgie. We don't count those, but uh, way to go, buddy. Way to give us number 37. (laughs) It was our first one. We had a bunch of scrimmages. We decided we, you know, contemplated whether or not we should count those. We said no. They're just scrimmage games. So we got one task. 37, man. 13 to go cooking we are cooking 13 to go high hopes for those people out there who think we're gonna get to 50 i think 44 is a nice number for everybody to oh, aim for you're undershooting it man we're getting 50 for sure we had the question coming in or the ball's gonna be stickier the answer is yes we saw two preseason wedgies we saw this one we saw the patty mills after wedgie we had a pigeon on top yep. of the backboard the ball is sticking in orlando <laughs> 60 is on the board if you ask oh, me oh you've been oh. spending a little too much time 
time on the water in a boat by yourself, you're going a little batty. If we get, if, if we Somebody get the... had their Sunday scaries on Sunday, I think they're TK. Yeah, okay, look, well, 44 says, uh, says Tass. I still hold out some hope we get a little bit more than that. 50 is going to be tough, but... Uh, Oh, it would have been nice that patty one uh, oh, counted there lately. That was, yeah. that was a spectacular wedgie. That was a deep, deep wedgie and a mm. good, crisp thud in there. I mean, <laughs> oh, gross. Are you talking I, basketball still or uh, what, man? Yes, I mean, I mean he, he just launched that. It was, you know, he was going to take that shot anyway. I'm really, I'd really like that one to get in there because it was just a beautiful wedgie and that would have gotten us off to a great start. But uh, That was seconds after the whistle. Oh, it wasn't yeah. even close. It wasn't it was even a, bang bang. But think about it. Like in Australia, there's always a time delay. So maybe we can incorporate that into it somehow. <laughs> oh, wow. That's next level thinking. I love that. All right. So we are at 37 wedgies if you're keeping track and the magical number is 50. Can we get there? We count the playoffs, of course. All right. Let's get to the bad news. Uh, magic forward. Jonathan Isaac, he badly re-injured his left knee on a drive to the basket tonight. Split two Kings defenders. He went for like the jump stop in the lane and the knee buckled. Um, No player hit him. He just straight up buckled there, collapsed to the floor. I saw, I think it was Nick Friedel pointing out how Trey, I mean, I watched this game with you. I remember it eerily similar to Derrick Rose sort of in 2012, how it happened that jump stop sort of then buckling with the knee. So Jonathan Isaac, he's wheelchaired out. Uh, I don't know if we know the latest update. It's It can't be good. I mean, this is the same knee that took him out for months. He missed 30-plus games. Um, and it's a real damper on a Magic win, another big win for them. They crushed the Kings, and they improved to 2-0. and But but no Isaac, I assume. I don't know if you've got, got an update for me. Uh, can't see anything out there. Can't no. imagine we're going to see him, though, yeah. uh, you know, for the rest of these seeding games or, or the playoffs because the Magic are a lock to get in. That, that, that sucks. Yeah, definitely sucks. Um, and it's probably the reason you saw a guy like Kelly Oubre decide to take the season off to, to make sure he was totally healed up, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, you, you you come back from an injury and then you have four months off to recuperate. You think everything's going to be fine, but maybe maybe it changes once you get actually into some competitive basketball. I saw that tweet too, so I didn't go looking for the injury because I remember mm-hmm. watching that game and uh, and the result. I remember on that day it happened thinking, yeah, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe he'll just be out for a little bit. Then it was like, I don't know, six years later before Derrick Rose played again. Yeah, and and this is obviously a talented player for the Magic. I mean, he's their top defensive player. I don't think that's a stretch to say, uh, even maybe in the limited minutes he was getting here early on. Because it it's not like they were throwing him out there for 35 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. They were slowly working him back in. I think he played, what, something like 15 minutes the last two games, both of these. And he was like just trying to get his rhythm back here uh, after missing basically all of 2020. He injured it on January 1st. What do you think there, Tess? Uh, I just did not like seeing that leg do what it did. <laughs> it was very, very sad. It, immediately, Aaron Gordon was asked about it post game, and, and he didn't know the extent of the injury, but he was just so sad for the man, Jonathan Isaac, and uh, the type of guy he is. And he's such a stand up guy, and how hard he's worked to get back uh, with that same knee uh, that had been injured. So it's just, yeah, obviously very, very sad and uh, such a dynamic player. You know, will this take away from his athleticism first? You know, let's just get him healthy. But, uh, yeah, it could be a really debilitating injury because it just looked so bad, even though it was under a sleeve and a knee brace that he was wearing. You could just see something literally physically happening out there. For sure. And I was thinking about it, too, before it happened Um, earlier today. I was just thinking about, like, the basketball we've watched, all these shows we've been done 
been doing, and I'm like, wow, we've actually had pretty solid basketball. It's been competitive games. You know, guys look pretty good. They're obviously uh, rested. That's great. And I was like, oh, man, too, we haven't really had an injury yet. Like, that's good. That's awesome. Uh, this is just something I was thinking to myself. And then, of course, this happens tonight. The real first, like, really bad injury to take out a guy. You just hope it's the only one. We really do. Um, and, again, that came in a magic win. They put up uh, – what are they – they're averaging, like, 130 points here through their first two games uh, and, and have been on fire if you go back to the actual season in terms of scoring the ball. Um they're going to be pretty much a lock, right, for the seventh seed. Like, they're very likely going to be playing the Raptors again yep. in a first-round matchup and uh, not going to have a guy that you would love, even if he is playing 20 to 25 minutes, whatever he could get up to, uh, against the Raptors where you could stick him on a Siakam or you could put him on one of their obviously talented offensive players and try and slow them down. So that's tough for the Magic fans out there, but they did get the win. Uh, Terrence Ross... Flamethrower off the bench. Vucevic doing things as well. I know Lee doesn't like Vucevic, but uh, give him a little kudos there. Okay, so that sucks. That was the uh, the bad news. We got the good news with the wedgie. Let's get into the games. Uh, let's start with the Rockets game. They do it again, guys. Rally to beat the Bucks. This one, final score, 120-116. to 116. Have the Pocket Rockets, have the Bubble Rockets figured out the NBA, Trey? And here's what I mean by that. They concentrate... Solely on playing offense for 45 minutes. They don't give a f- about defense for 45 minutes and change. Jack 63 pointers, tack the rim, get to your free throws, knock them down if you can. They just don't care about defense until eh, about the final three minutes. Let's make some big defensive plays. You know, PJ Tucker, James Harden, uh, some nice steals, Covington in the mix again. And that's enough. It's like, that's all we got to do. We'll just outshoot you, outscore you. Keep it close, and then we'll play a little defense. And that'll get us over the top and get us a W. That's really what happened again here. Even the biggest pickup defense haters know you got to lock down on game point, and that's all the Rockets <laughs> right. are doing. They play incredible defense for three minutes. And like we talked about on the show a couple of nights ago, it feels like selective memory when you think about good Rockets plays. But all they got to do is play as hard as they can, talk as much as they can, and they only have to do it for three minutes and... <laughs> It seems to be working because they're able to keep things close enough because so far they've made enough threes. They're only shooting like a league average, but if you take enough of them, it's going to add up. Westbrook was incredible tonight, I thought. Uh, Like he was just uh, the way he was attacking the rim and then the the defense on the other side just throwing Giannis completely off rhythm uh, throughout the the stretch time in the fourth quarter. Uh, The Rockets have a formula that's working for them right now. I mean, it's so hard to say. Uh, is this actually going to work in a playoff series? Because you have such high variables on both sides. It's like you need a great defensive performance for four games, and you also need great shooting for four games. Mm -hmm. Are they going to line up in the same games? Is it going to (laughs) matter? Who knows? But that's why uh, they can beat any team on any given night, and they could lose to any of the other 21 teams in the bubble, no doubt. Yep. Yeah, the Bucks love to give up the three-pointer and the Rockets took advantage of it tonight by, you know, 21 for 61. Not a great percentage, but still no. the Rockets are like, well, we're fine, we're doing that because then we don't have to expand too much energy on offense. Just one pass and someone can fire it away. But James Harden, again, got in foul trouble but stayed on the court. I think he had four in the first half. And that was, you know, you mentioned Westbrook there, Trey. Yeah, Westbrook sort of is okay in that situation because then he's got the freedom to do whatever he wants on offense. But uh, the, the, the Giannis versus Harden uh, battle... Tonight, at the end, Giannis was driving down the lane there and Harden sort of, you know, stepped in and and P.J. Tucker came over and and Giannis threw it away. And that's it. That's solved it for everybody that Harden is a better player than Giannis on that (laughs) possession because because Giannis didn't make a right, it didn't make a smart play. You know, he got sort of caught and he threw the ball away uh, and it was a turnover. But 
Another thing that was interesting tonight, I mean, if you look at uh, Brook Lopez, he had a big game. He had uh, 23 and 12. But I, I still didn't think they utilized him the best way by getting him to try to outbody guys because PJ Tucker can defend him in that situation. You know, where it's a big, you know, he's got that big low caboose. But when you get him in a pick and roll, then it just opens that thing up a little bit more. And I think they should have done that and taken advantage a little bit more of the lack of size in there for Houston. Because if you've got Brooke in there and then Robin can come out and obviously Giannis, you, 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 just, you can just stand tall and get a lot of easy baskets. And I don't think the Bucks took enough advantage of that tonight. So, uh, this is they should have won this game. I think they were up big uh, again in this game and, uh, and and blew it. So credit to the Rockets though for uh, for sticking around again and somehow pulling out their second victory. They shot sixty one threes. <laughs> Just think about that number. And yeah, they it's a it's a perfect uh, match when they go up against the Milwaukee Bucks. And they they should have shot way better. I mean, there were wide open threes yes. in the corner. Yeah, PJ Tucker was clanking, so they could have scored a lot more. But as Trey brings up, yeah, I question how many times can they pull games out like this over a seven game series? Are they going to be able? to recover from games like this where they're out-rebounded by 30 nearly and uh, and uh, 29 boards. And on the offensive glass, they allow 17. Can can you recover? I mean, I, I guess if you you score at a decent rate, yeah, you got to shoot well enough uh, and you got to play hard enough defensively. I know we're joking about them playing pickup defense for you know 45 minutes, but... They did an all right job. They did a decent job. I just, I just wonder if they're big enough and strong enough, and PJ Tucker's caboose can last. I mean, because if once he gets sore, I mean, what's going to happen? Tyson Chandler's got to come in. I mean, Daniel House is taking bows to the chest. Mm-hmm. These guys, these, these guys are undersized, and it, 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 they are going to get overworked it, it, series after series after series. So I wonder how it's going to happen. And then on the other side, let's talk about the Bucks because. You got to worry about the Milwaukee Bucks. I am starting to worry that they are just not going to execute enough in the playoffs. Uh, that possession that we're talking about—that that Giannis rolling down the lane with 15 seconds left, and two bodies come at him, and he makes a bad decision and throws it into the corner—is emblematic. Is exactly what happened to him last year against the Toronto Raptors. Just mm-hmm. body after body after body at the rim. What does he do? He can just throw it up. I mean, he's longer and bigger. We've talked about getting him getting a push shot, like something. Just throw it up on the rim. Uh, you know, Trey's mentioned a hook shot in the past. Uh, that's that's the worry. I mean, yeah, Brooke, Brooke executes. Chris Middleton executes tonight. Uh, yeah, then maybe they miss Eric Bledsoe a little bit, but it, it's going to come down to Giannis uh, going down the lane and just finding something in that bag and it was like pj tucker came and helped he didn't even look at the guy he was covering whatsoever Mm -hmm. and Giannis kind of just buried his head and buried it deep and and he Mm -hmm. buried it and and that was done and the game was over on that play uh and and that's exactly what happened last year and and so i don't know i mean i think i like the brooke lopez in the post just not so much even if he shoots it every time but that's a that's a little wrinkle that bud didn't go to last year. Bud was criticized for not having enough in the bag. And if Brook Lopez gets down there, maybe Middleton and Bledsoe can work off him. And mm. then they they are uh, factors because they weren't last year. And then the Giannis factor. Uh, and then allowing threes. I mean, there's they are worrisome now. I mean, I'm 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 digging in now. I I was a wow. Real, I know. I, I saw was, your tweet. You were uh, giving all your reasons why you're a little concerned yeah. about the Bucks maybe going to the finals. Yeah. 
There's enough. There's enough there, I, I think. If Giannis hasn't learned, and, and do we know Chris Middleton's going to show up? No. Do we know Blitzo's going to show up? No. Uh, and so, you know, maybe this was a, a bit of a recipe uh, for disaster with 63s coming the other way, but the same thing happened with the Celtics. I think the Raps is going to be, they take away the lane, so maybe Siakam's not going to be great against this team, but the corner three should be falling. Uh, wow, 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 wow. I need the playoffs <laughs> to start pronto. Yeah, it's still a while, still a while. we got all these seeding games. <laughs> oh, let's, okay. Let's keep it going, though, because we do have a lot of games from Sunday, like I said. But kudos to the Rockets. Pocket Rockets staying perfect, 2-0, and and uh, the Bucks now 1-1. and Another great game from today, uh, Jason Tatum. Good bounce back from him after the 2-for-18 stinker that he had in their first game down there in Orlando. But him and Brown combined for 64 points uh, as the Celtics held off the Blazers 128-124. Boston led this one by 24 points in the second quarter. Um, But Portland just went on a tear in the second half, especially uh, the start of the fourth quarter, I think it was, that 15-4 run Mm -hmm. where... They were all three-pointers, looking like the Rockets out there. Dame hit three, and then CJ hit two, um, and it was suddenly a game, and the Blazers had their lead at one point, but Celtics closed it out. I mean, Tatum a monster game, but Jalen Brown, the real hero, I thought, uh, in terms of being the timely bucket getter, and even uh, uh, Wario um, Hayward there with the mustache, <laughs> he had some big ones too, um, and they pulled it off, and they hit 18 for 30 from three, and... and um, held on to get the win this was a really entertaining game because you know you're never out of it in the nba like let that be your lesson learned i don't care if it's 20 at the half that team can come back especially if you've got like a guy like dame on your squad and they did that so it was an entertaining game what was the big takeaway from this one start with you lee well yeah it was uh, it was that last quarter there between dame and jalen brown uh, going out jalen brown seemed to always answer whatever dame had and dame had a couple uh, really late that just rimmed out a couple of his classic logo Lillards that looked pretty good, but they just didn't quite drop. And uh, yeah, the Blazers to fight back from 24 down and give themselves a chance to win are probably going to be sort of kicking themselves a bit now that they weren't able to close it out. But uh, I thought Jason Tatum clearly, uh, you know, he he shook off the rust from that first game as well, got off to a good start. And I think Brad Stevens was like, let's try to get him going early. Let's try to get him some baskets. And uh, and, and he, he was much better, much, much better performance. But yeah, lots um, lots of things to like about um, both teams, I think, here really, because the Celtics got, um, you know, good cont- contributions from everybody. And uh, Daniel Tice, you know, not a bad player for them, like in that in that role there, the, what he has to do. He's a big body, he can defend, and he can spread the floor. He, uh, he didn't actually shoot a three today. I thought he did, but he didn't. But um, he's one of those guys for them. He's going to have an important role because they don't have... A lot of good defenders. They've got Cantor, who's a big guy, but he's not a great defender. So they're going to have to use him down the stretch uh, in, in these big games. But um, overall, fun game. Didn't look like it was going to be like that in the first half. And uh, but it's hard when when Lillard's got that going, man. You just want to see him. You just want to see him finish it off because he is so much fun when it's uh, fourth quarter and the challenge is on and he's just throwing them up from everywhere. So, uh, you know, the Beantown boys won't be happy, but I was sort of pulling for Lillard in the end there today because it'd be great to just see him finish off and uh, and uh, and get the win after uh, such a fun last quarter. Well, he doesn't throw them up from anywhere, Lee. Kind of a little bit of a panic move, didn't you think, when he had the three-pointer, about six seconds yeah. left, and ended up having to dish it down for a quick two, but no timeouts remaining, so they weren't able to really get a play going the other way. It was just a, an incomplete pass deep from Nurkic, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was. But I'm, I'm sort of talking about the ones sort of before that when, uh, when the Blazers had the lead and then Jalen, because I think Jalen hit four in that fourth quarter. 
And it was good to just see the two Goodwin Sports Boys boys going back at each other. That would have been... Uh... <laughs> what, are you on the roster? Battle. Yeah, I know. Nice. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Lee, if you have a... 10% sport? on that or what? <laughs> You've got a Goodwin Sports t-shirt under yeah. the Ginobili. It's coming tomorrow. <laughs> uh, what, what do you want from Damian Lillard, though? He played all 24 minutes in the second half. They were absolutely going for it. He said, give me Jason Tatum. Let me guard that guy. And he guarded Jason Tatum. The smallest dude on the floor was guarding Jason Tatum for a good chunk of that second half. He was doing everything he possibly could. And I think like the last four or five minutes, he started trying to be more of a distributor and said, like, I need a rest out here. I can't I can't take everything upon my shoulders. So he was I thought they were basically this was a must win for them as as they were going down the stretch playing Damian Lillard 24 minutes and mm. and now they've dropped into the 10th seed uh, technically as the Spurs are the Spurs are alive are we'll jumping into them. that ninth seed yeah so uh, I, I thought Dame and his aggressiveness I thought there was after watching Tatum in the first half and Jalen Brown and Kemba I just thought this Blazers perimeter defense just wasn't going to be able to hack it. You know, I, I thought, you know, no Rees out there. He's an oldie, but a goodie. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the defensive end would hurt. Uh, and, and after, you know, just, just to slow him down, Zach Collins was guarding him at first. But uh, Lillard stepped up. He stepped up big. And, uh, yeah, it was just, just, just couldn't execute down the stretch. Well, yeah. And Trey's right. I mean, he should have shot it. He should have shot a three. It was a bit of a brain fart. I think he just saw too many guys, I think, running at him and was like, well... Nurkic is open there, but it's like that's not gonna really work. I mean, there's not that much time, and you do you don't have a timeout. You can't advance it, so they were sort of screwed after that. Um, but he hit some big shots to get them back in the game, so that was fun. Man, the Celtics too. You know, you knew Tatum was gonna bounce back after the two for eighteen, so he has a monster game. Jalen again looked incredible. They were on fire in the first half. They couldn't miss threes. Um, and Kemba guys has played really well here, I think. I think this has gone under the radar a little bit in these limited minutes that they're still doing with him, sort of capping it around 20 minutes or so. I know he got a little bit more tonight, um, but he was great, like fantastic in his limited minutes. Um, so if you got Kemba completely unleashed, you know, with JJ um, being Jalen and and, uh, and Jason going off, like, Damn, this team's got the offensive firepower with these three guys that could go for 25 easily any night, the three of them. Can they just get enough little defense on the other end from your guys like Smart and, your like, like you said, Lee, uh, Tice? I mean, he got bodied a little bit by Nurkic. He's a smaller yeah. guy than Nurk. Nurk's a monster and has been great since coming back from injury. But uh, Celtics, I think, you know, despite what, the one-and-one one record are feeling pretty good uh, about being one-and-one one overall and how things are going, especially getting Kemba back into the mix. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like they don't even need Kemba, and the guy was an all-star already this season, right? right? And uh, you just think that once he ever is able to ramp it up to full speed and full minutes allotment, they just have yet another option. You mentioned uh, Gordon Hayward and his mustache. I thought he was key just getting to the line time and time again, knocking them down. Yeah. Uh, You know, Mike D'Antoni mentioned how great the shooting lines are. Maybe we're going to see a lot of great clutch free throw shooting in uh, (laughs) in the bubble, too. You know, everybody's used to shooting in the same spot. Uh, I was impressed. Uh, with the way guys were knocking him down. Hayward, uh, you got to give him props. His move is to just dri- dribble, 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 stop. A guy's, guy keeps going, hits him on the arm. <laughs> See you at the line, buddy. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. methodical. I I'm guess. just stopping here. Yeah. Uh, a couple other notes from this. I thought the Beantown boys were going to be going crazy here, maybe on tonight's oh. show, with a couple of these very questionable late calls. Um, I don't know which one was worst. 
the the over and back call on Tatum we could get into, or there was then that loose ball foul I think on Tice. Uh, both pretty rough calls, and uh, I know the officials were asked after the game about the over and back. I don't know if you guys saw this that they said that was the right call. Like it's actually oh. that's that's the way it is. Oh, Lee is just guffawing at me here. Uh, <laughs> How's that the ha- right call? How is that the right? Uh, Jason Tatum was in the backcourt when he made the pass. They're, They're saying the ball, the ball, Lee crossed the plane backwards the ball they said went into the front court he didn't touch the front court you're right and yeah. that the ball came back to an established player in the back court and that's, well, that's the rule that's it's bull- not the though. feed it's the ball <laughs> yeah. no yeah because the ball if the ball is over the line on a you know if it's going out of court and someone grabs it and throws it in that's not out of court I so know, why is it different I know, but the, this is mid-court that's, my man uh, yeah well that that's that's a stupid rule because it's your body <laughs> position it's your foot it's your I foot agree. position it's your foot position so i i, I think uh I think that was a bad call that they called it. Now, I think when they initially called it, they just assumed Tatum was in the front court and Hayward sort of caught it while he was still in the back court. And then, obviously, it would have been the right call. Right. But Tatum, it also it also was not a reviewable call, is what they wanted yeah, to point and, and out. And I heard Van Gundy saying as well, and it, it should be a reviewable call when mm. it's because uh, it was in the last two minutes. Jeff so. Van Gundy hates review, except for when <laughs> something is not able to be reviewed, and then he says, "We got to be able to review yeah. that. Yeah. You got to change the rules." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I I just can't believe the interpretation of that is yeah. the ball being in the you know over the imaginary or over the line in the air. It's where your feet are because that's where the, what the rule is for for everything else. If your feet are inside the court and you jump out of the court and touch the ball, you are not out of court unless your feet touch the <laughs> hey, ground. Hey, dude, so. I'm telling you what the official yeah. said the rule actually is. I'm not no, he's that. telling you the rule dude, about the sideline. Yeah, you're going to wear a ref's jersey tomorrow night, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kill well, this mess. It is, it is weird. It is weird that you hear that for the first time. You hear from the referees. And I feel like I've never thought that that was the rule ever in my life. Oh, yeah. And, and there's just so many rules that, yeah, like we all grew up with the idea of your feet are on midcourt, but it's <laughs> the NBA rule is different. Um, we got to make universal rules. That's the thing. We got to <laughs> get rules. Yeah. yeah we a, need a Namesmith. We need a Naismith to fix, all, <laughs> fix basketball. A uh, couple other things just from the broadcast of this game. All day long, actually, but specifically ABC, I think we could agree on. They cranked the volume on the fake crowd noise today. What did everybody think? That was so loud in that first one, which was on ABC, the Celtics-Blazers game that we're talking about here. It was just like, what the hell is going on here? I, I'm not sure I actually disliked it. Um, did bring some more energy, but maybe uh, I think they should have saved it a little bit till the fourth, you know what I mean? To those closer, closer moments to then crank it a bit. Yeah, I mean, it definitely felt like the crowds were going crazy. And, and you know, like you're watching a game, but then something you'll get distracted or you'll go make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then you come sit back down and you're paying attention. And suddenly it does feel like you're just watching a normal game and there yeah. should be fans there. And that's when it dawns on you. I'm not watching a normal game. There aren't there. Are they hearing this? I don't know, but I was hearing it loud and clear and it was working for me sometimes, I got to say. Yeah, I think the NBA has heard this show loud and clear. They heard that you, you can't go silent in the arena. It just doesn't work. So turn it up. Yeah, maybe they got to find the right volume. Yeah, but pe- people they just want to find the happy medium task. I, I'm with you. We were saying turn it up, but like they just cranked it to 11. I mean, save that for those uh, you know late game situations. That would have been really nice little surprise. But uh, yeah, I'm overall better it being louder than I guess being yeah. A mausoleum and quiet. I, I, I saw Angel McCautry, a 
WNBA player for the Aces uh, tweet tonight. The NBA has great cheering sound effects. We need cheering sound effects for our games also. Mm. They're feeling it too. They're, they, they're like, NBA's doing it. Yeah. Bring it on, bring it on over to uh, IMG Academy there. I did find out, um, at least I think I did, a lot of people were tweeting at me because I asked Trey. I said, are they hearing this? Like, are the players hearing this in the arena? I mean, it being, you know, much louder. Um, and from, from again, I guess Taylor Rooks talked to uh, Jesus Amaro and she said, you can hear the fans, like this, this piped in stuff. Um, so the answer, I think, is yes. And I think mm-hmm. Ben Golliver talked about it too on, on, the, on the podcast as well, one of the podcasts he did too. Um, him and Taylor Rooks being in the bubble. So yeah, I guess they're hearing it. Interesting. I mean, I can't imagine they're hearing it as loud as we are because it feels like anytime somebody makes a corner three in front of the opponent's bench, they look at them for sure because you know they're hearing whatever they're chirping sure, from the bench sure. because it's loud and clear. So maybe they have a little bit of crowd noise going on, but it can't be as loud as it is for on the broadcast. Uh, the mix just seemed a little bit off. Need to get JD on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, JD. Uh, yeah, time, JD. Before you jump on late night to do our show, you have uh, ten hours of live basketball to watch and ride the levels. So, uh, good luck with you that. You really want to test my sleep. limits, oh, don't you? Yeah, okay. I was like, is JD even here? I think he might just turn this on and go to sleep for an hour. Um, what was the better sighting on the virtual board from this game? Before we move on, Paul Pierce uh, getting a lot of airtime or. Cheev, we saw Cheev with the green hat. Incredible, man! Incredible. Cheev lives on, man. He had better he seats lived. than Paul Pierce, I thought. <laughs> They're both front row, but Cheev was right in the middle, right at half court. He was. Ah, oh, jeez! Take a fan sign, please, man, to the next game. I want to see it. I want to see that fan sign. Just hold it up. He'll make the coverage at some point, so do it. <laughs> I got to go with option three, Jason Tatum seeing his son. Yeah, that was nice mm. too. You're right. Uh, yeah, Deuce. Uh, you don't like it. Yeah. No, I mean. Uh, not so good. But it was awesome because he was Jason Tatum was on the bench during a break and play, and he just turned around, and it was right above him, and he could see his son. I mean, that mm-hmm. was that was pretty neat. Not yeah, so much. Great. Not, not so much Paul Pierce beside him. I mean, Paul Pierce had some good reactions tonight. He was bringing it, but this yeah. first yeah. when he was uh, when they went to him when he was like freaking out because he was nervous or whatever that that was pretty funny. Though I mean, let me say it: this is all an act. He doesn't give a shit if the Celtics win this game. Are you kidding me? This is all an act. I don't buy it. I know he's a Celtic for life, but I do not buy that he cares this much about a a seeding game that really means nothing. You think he's in it for the memes. He's in it for the memes for sure. He's doing it for the memes, and he got it done. So, you know, kudos to him. The guy took the internet by storm by having two phones. He knows how to perform for (laughs) the people on Twitter. Yeah, he's a performer. Are you saying he doesn't give a deuce? (laughs) Uh, But Jason Tatum's son is named Deuce. That's an awesome name. Just straight up deuce? I don't know if it's a nickname or it's really I thought it was like Jason Tatum the second or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, But I don't know. They're calling him Deuce. You like it? I, I, just, yeah. I, I just want to know. I think I think his yeah his name is actually Jason, right? And and he just yeah Deuce because I, I Alan Iverson <laughs> used to call his own son Deuce, didn't he? Oh, I don't remember that. I, I, I think know. I thought yeah, why, so. Yeah. Why do Sorry. we Why do we like skip the twos and just go juniors for those? Because we got a lot of thirds, right? You know, mm. we don't have we don't have enough deuces. We don't have enough twos. It's <laughs> just juniors. I like that more. The second. I guess, uh, hold on, JD, I don't know if you're still here, aren't you? Were you a second or were you a third? I'm a, I'm a third. You're a third, right? And, so uh, a second. And Lincoln is a fourth, I guess. Oh, oh. my goodness. 
Yeah. Oh, I love wow. that. Terrence yeah. Doyle the fourth. Do you call him Quad? I should. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, let's keep it going here. Uh, let's talk a little Spurs because I saw Twitter was upset with us. They were already saying, you're not going to talk about the Spurs at all. No love for San Antonio. Well, let's get into it. They refuse to die. They will not go down. They are the zombies. They defeated the Grizzlies. This is a big win. They're obviously chasing the Grizzlies who are in the eight seed still. Pulled it out in the end. 108, 106. DeMar DeRozan, um, the closer in this, he hit two beautifully tough buckets to give the Spurs a lead. Uh, One of them just splitting a bunch of defenders, getting to the rack, finishing it. And then he hit just a dumb step-back jumper on uh, Triple J, who was all over him. You could not play it any better. But a classic DeRozan, you know, creates a little separation, fades away, gets it to go. Then he misses two free throws late. Mm. uh, That would have iced it. And so it made it a little bit more interesting because Triple J comes down, he hits a three in the corner. That was pretty insane too. <laughs> but DeRozan gets Brooks to uh, bite on the old pump fake and uh, goes back to the line and hits them both. And Triple J had a decent look for a three at the end, but the Spurs pull it out. Who wants to get this started? You got uh, the jersey on, Leo. Yeah. Have a crack at it. You must love this. He's just a professional scorer, DeMar DeRozan. Just a professional. Old style scorer as well. You know, that mid-range game. He goes in there, gets the buckets when they need. You, miss, you talk about the missed free throws, but then... Dylan Brooks, I felt bad for him because it, it, like you shouldn't jump on that, but DeRozan just sort of just got him in the air, and uh, that's what a professional does. That's what a, that's what a technician <laughs> who knows how to get baskets does that because uh, it, it was great. But tough, a tough one here for the Grizzlies. But yeah, in the actual race oh, now, yeah. it's uh, that that's a huge, huge pickup for the, the Spurs because I believe they are ninth. I've got the. Yep. Let me just check it. Yeah, no, they are. The Spurs have moved yeah. into the ninth seed. They're two games clear, I believe, in the Grizzlies. Yeah, and I saw. Robbie Callen tweet, the NBA allowing for a play-in series in hopes of getting Zion or at least Damon to the playoffs and ending up with the Spurs <laughs> making the eighth seed would be hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's fair. And it's a possibility because the zombie Spurs trying to make their, uh, you know, the postseason for the 23rd consecutive year. Uh, what'd you think of this one, uh, Tassie? The, the Grizzlies letting another one get away. I mean, they just can't play full 48 minutes. They play well in stretches maybe their youth shows at times a little bit and they could be 2-0 and easily and then instead they're 0-2 I think we should uh, make a stand start right here with the San Antonio Spurs and stop calling them boring and stop just referring to their past because you tune into this game you got Lonnie Walker handling the ball and all that athleticism you got Keldon Johnson their draft pick from this year. You got DeJounte Murray. You got Derek White. They're not old, slow, and boring mm. as much. I mean, there's, there's that that will always be part you of the You know the difference, Spurs. right? You know the difference. What? No, LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's they got all guards out there. DeMar DeRozan is playing a three, maybe a four, and yeah. he looks awesome. Like, uh, he was great in their first game, too. Kind of the same thing, kind of non-distinguished game uh, throughout today, but then really took over in the fourth quarter. He just looks so much quicker than anybody that, that you can throw on him since there's three other guards out there besides DeRozan. He's looked, he's looked really good so far, and the team just definitely feels a little quicker, a little more youthful without Aldridge in there taking up space and taking up possessions in the post. Pirtle's been really good as uh, as a center, and I think he just brings a little different version of athleticism and it's it's really weird to see DeRozan, Pirtle and Rudy Gay out there cuz people call the Raptors the new Spurs but now the Spurs are the new old Raptors. It really it's really crazy to see but DeRozan has been incredible so far I think in the bubble. Yeah. yeah. He's the closer. He's Tom Hankey, Tess. 
for the Jays fans out there. <laughs> let's put some glasses. Let's put some big glasses on DeMar DeRozan and see him go to work. <laughs> I just said we got to get modern, man. And they're pulling out a 30-year-old reference. Like, no, Tom. come on, man. Rudy Gay's Dwayne Ward and DeMar DeRozan's Tom Hankey. <laughs> At least pull out Billy Koch or somebody. Oh, like, uh, yeah, but yeah, they're, they're playing four out. And, and Jakob's just the rolling man. And Aldridge is out of there. And... There's a lot of athleticism on that team. And you just, we just always go back to that old well. You see old Popovich sitting on the sideline, but he's, he adapts. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's totally different. And Keldon Johnson's a fun player. And, and Lonnie Walker's a fun player. And yeah, Robbie Callant is right. You know, as far as, as far as <laughs> it would ratings be funny. go, it would be very funny. Cause yeah. I mean, that's what everybody thought. Oh, they did this for the Pelicans and Zion to get in. Okay. Lillard, that would be awesome. And if it was the Spurs, even John Morant, the Grizzlies, a young up and coming team. And if it was the Spurs, you're right, Tess, you're right. It's a different Spurs team. A lot of youth on that team now, but it would oh. be hilarious. Not good for the ratings, but listen, the Spurs aren't taking the eighth seed. They're not, they're not, they're not outright getting up there and but, stealing. So, so they're two games back right now. Yeah. Do they have to be one game back? No, at four games. no, no, no. Four games, man. They have to be in the ninth seed though. To they play. can't be the right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, ninth yeah. seed is the key there for them. Yeah. And yeah, uh, right, right, right. they actually have a bit of a disadvantage with that. If, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Because the Blazers have played more games or something like that, that in this weird tiebreaker situation, they could in theory be ahead on the win percentage. You know what I mean? Like down right. to the oh, uh, down to like the third, uh, you know, decimal or something. Like it's something <laughs> weird like that. They yeah. have a little bit of a built-in advantage, but uh, Spurs just keep racking up wins. Here's the question. Jeff McDonald, I saw, tweet this. I want to hear your take. Everyone uh, watching live on YouTube, too. If the Spurs finish ninthly yeah. and they qualify for the play-in games, but they ultimately lose, <laughs> let's say to the Grizzlies, they lose the play-in games. Let's say they win the first one and then they lose the second one, so they're not in. Does that count as the Spurs <laughs> making their 23rd consecutive postseason berth? Is that mm. part of the postseason? Don't you dare No, say not yes. for me. Not yeah. for me. No? No, no you've got no to be one way. of the 16 teams in that yeah. first round. My man, you... my man, my man. It's after the season. This is yeah, the postseason. But it's not the playoffs, is it? It's not the playoffs. Ooh, it's a play-in. Yeah. It's yeah, part yeah. of it. It's the play-in, but it's yeah. not the playoffs. Semantics, you're right. You've got to be off, you. not in. Yeah. 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 The NHL fooled me because I kind of want to get into the NHL right now with I'm an old flamer. I'm an old Calgary Flames fan, um, but the Calgary, <laughs> but the Calgary Flames are playing. Uh, a, basically, there's a play-in tournament to get into. The, I think they've invited 24 teams down there, so there's mm. eight that'll get cut. And so they won. They beat the old Jets. Uh, they shot down those Jets, but um, I'm not counting. This is not the playoffs. You know, the baseball no. wants to add eight teams or something. I don't know. Well, I was going to say, when they do the baseball wild card, does that count as making the postseason? Oh, yeah. like, have you made the playoff? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, that's the same damn thing then. No. It's a wild <laughs> yeah, card different game. sport. Different sport. We don't do well, that fuddy-duddy <laughs> stuff. It is NBA. a different sport. It's I mean, a different yeah. sport. I agree with that. I agree with that. You got me there. You got me with all your rules tonight, Lee. <laughs> hey, all the fans in the YouTube comment section, too, are saying, no, it doesn't count. Yeah. So uh, there's one old Calgary fan in there. He must be... Uh, <laughs> Who is it, Al? Flurry? <laughs> no, he wouldn't listen to us. I guarantee that. <laughs> Jerome okay. McKinla. 
Well, okay. as long as we're talking rules, I can't believe I have to say this, but Greg Popovich, tuck in your shirt, man. That whole oh. shirt is gigantic. Are you kidding me? This guy looks like Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. About to dance on down to the chocolate factory. He did look like that today for sure when he came out. It was like uh, he was doing a practice session or something. It was like, uh, just chuck this shirt on. All right. That's awesome. Oh, oh man. All right. A couple more games here. Just quickly with these ones. Uh, this was the last game on Sunday. We were waiting around for it to finish. The final Final three minutes took like 20 minutes. It was delaying the start of this YouTube. Um, Suns, though, shocked the Mavs. 117-115. The Suns still perfect down here in the restart. They're still alive in this thing uh, in terms of the race. I mean, they have to basically... feels like they got to win every single game. And uh, they got two of... uh, Two of eight taken care of. Booker fouled out. Um, Aiton was in foul trouble, but they somehow pulled it off despite Luka going for 40. I didn't watch this entire game. Uh, really started to tune in sort of uh, as the Bucks Rockets was wrapping up. But has any, uh, anyone got thoughts on this one? I guess, Tass, you were watching a good chunk of this. I saw you had it up on your projection screen there at one mm. point. Yeah, I saw uh, Chris Stapps Porzingis got to poke out a wedgie with the old, uh, a pigeon, excuse me, mm. pigeon, mm. which sitting sitting on top of the backboard. Chris Stapps um, got, got the old broomstick out and and Boban was sitting on the bench. He was jealous AF. He was so he should be the one poking it out. Great. Um, but uh, it is wild that we we railed against the Phoenix Suns for being down there. Period. <laughs> and now every single team that's that's below the Grizzlies are within those four games. <laughs> All of them, Spurs, Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, and Suns are within the four games. Uh, so it is going to be a race. I I do want to. You know, I, I watched him play. You know, watched Cam Johnson is fun. DeAndre Ayton is fun. I start thinking, everybody thinks the Pelicans have the, the best young core, I guess, you know, of the teams that are sort of on the precipice. But I'm starting to, starting to buy the Suns a little bit. If DeAndre Ayton can play like this, he uh, he balled out the other night. And mm-hmm. uh, not, not as good tonight. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it for now. I don't know how long it lasts if this is just... This is just a little flash in the in the pan, but uh, yeah, it, it they are enjoyable, and, and uh, they don't even have Kelly Oubre down there. No, let's put it this way: this was a game that the Suns would never normally win. <laughs> they just don't. I mean, they they clawed their way back into it. I've seen them do it before. Like you know, they're down, they get back. You're like, oh, here you go, and then they just ultimately sort of blow it or come up short. And for them to pull this off, I mean, yeah, still unlikely they actually make the play-in game, the Mega Bowl, but. They gotta be happy with this because you're right, Tass. Young guys, Booker, Aiton, Bridges, Cam Johnson, um, even Javon Carter, who looks like he's 40 but is a younger <laughs> guy. Um, yeah, that's a solid little core, and you don't want to get too excited because we've done it with the Suns before. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, something happened here. Here we go, Booker, lead him to uh, you know the playoffs. But hey, you'd rather win these games than lose them, especially if you're just gonna be there for uh, for a couple weeks or actually a month or more down in the bubble. So. I was impressed. I, I was. I don't think the the Mavs played a great game by any no. means. Um, they blew another big lead. They um, did. That, that, that's a concern for the Mavs that they get these early leads. Their offense, we know, is usually pretty good, but they cannot defend at all. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Porzingis is just not a, a good uh, five defender. They need a center. They need someone there. He can't defend that position. So uh, that's something for the Mavs to look at in the offseason is getting some support behind him. And uh, But Doncic as well. There was a last possession, the Mavs were down two. He drove inside, had Bridges there. He could have at least put up a shot, and he flung it out to, I think it was uh, Hardaway Jr., mm-hmm. like to go for the win. 
which fine if he hits it, but mm-hmm. uh, again, just uh, put the, put the you know, at least tie the game up. I think he could have at least drawn a foul or gotten a better look at the rim. And uh, I know John Schumann's been putting up some clutch stats there from Doncic. Not not all that's flat flash. No. I think he I think he's zero for ten or eleven in the last sort of minutes where the game's within that five uh, five points. And so uh, a little bit more bait for those who think that Doncic isn't super clutch either because he uh, he didn't I don't think he made the right decision there but again I think it's more it was to Porzingis apparently oh, was it? it was according Porzingis, to was it? Uh, Tony Papadopoulos on the R- chat right um, nice but um, big Tony I trust, the, is, uh, I trust the Greeks yeah, that, that's the thing with the Mavs though is uh, you know their offense gets them so far but if they can't get a stop and they can't close out games then um, you know they're not going to do anything anyway but uh you know, so yeah, two losses of games. You know that one to the Rockets, of course, that was a bit of a, a freaky one. But uh, and you can, you know, you can and accept a loss to Houston because they're going to make the playoffs. But uh, they should be hammering the, the Suns if they really want to uh, solidify their place in the playoffs. Yeah, the they Mavs did clinch a playoff spot tonight. That was the funny <laughs> part. So that, they're a lock yeah. to go in, but it's looking more and more likely that they could be the seventh seed. Yeah, yeah. and probably play the uh, we don't know, but probably play the Clippers. <laughs> let's say in a two-seven matchup, which. Uh, ooh. Mm, you know, like their chances maybe of getting out of the first round. They do have to play some defense. They're missing Powell, Lee. I mean, yeah, he yeah, hasn't been there. Yeah. He's, a, he's a solid defensive guy for them that they compare with Porzingis, and they've missed him since he went down with injury. But yeah, I was just no like, I was pulling my hair out with this one because, you know, a couple of us had the Suns. We picked the Suns in our, in our uh, pick em game for, uh, for today. Suns were up four, I think it was. There was like a minute 30 to go. Booker drives baseline, gets caught in the air, um, but he kicks it out to the three-point line and gets swung around a little bit to Rubio, who I thought was going to take a three, but then he sees Booker. Uh He's got great core vision. He sees Booker under the rim. You know which play I'm talking about here, Trey? Sees him. Beautiful dime. Booker's just got to lay it up. He clanks the, the, the layup underneath the rim. Like, he actually hit the bottom of the rim. I mean, it was a tight little spot, but, like, Booker is a bucket getter. That was just weird to see, and I'm like, oh, my God, no. Kings, no, don't do this. And then who's the who's the guy um, on the Kings call? Is it Eddie Johnson? They're, they're uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the color commentator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Suns, Sun, yeah. excuse me. Oh, he's yeah, he's the color commentator, yeah. Yeah, um, he was talking like the Suns were going to win this game. Like, he was booking it. They, they were going to go 2-0. and and there were six minutes to go. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? How are you saying this? It's like, he's like, oh, that's a great thing. They're 2-0 and down here already. I'm like, oh my God, there's so much time, man. So I was convinced they were going to lose this game. So I was happy they didn't. Because uh, you know I'm a big Devin Booker stand. So despite him fouling out, 30 points from him. Um, got to the line a lot, so did Luca, And they got the victory. Eddie Johnson uh, wasn't thrilled when uh, there was double technicals handed out to Finney Smith and DeAndre Ayton for... Uh, a little push and shove, you know. He yeah. said in the in the old days, that's uh, that, you, you just deal with that and you move on. But now it's a, the game's too soft, according to Mister Jump Shot. Yeah, <laughs> you can't touch anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with him. I agree with him. Uh, and then finally, we're talking about this playoff race in the West. In the East, ugh, it's probably over. We had the Nets defeat the Wizards one eighteen one ten today earlier today. The Wizards are now seven games back of the Nets and the Magic. <laughs> With six games to go, we can cancel any plans we may have had for the Eastern Conference Mega Bowl. This is just there's just no way there this is happening. Nets got the win. They're 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 mid three, let's call them, of uh, Karis Levert, uh, Allen, and Joe Harris. All had great games and, and they got the victory. But it's all, I mean, you might as well send the Wizards home now, Tass. Like they're uh, whoever's still left on that squad. I know Thomas Bryant had a monster game. Uh, Brown Jr. looked good again, but. It, they're not going to be forcing anything here. <laughs> like I think, like some of these teams got to go. Like Nets got to go like three and three, right? And they Wizards would have to win outright to even force something. 
they're not worth it to talk about. <laughs> yeah. No, just... no, no. See you later. See you later. Uh, hold on. Let me just mention Campaign. He's a, a Phoenix Suns backup guard. He disappeared from the world, uh, it seemed like. <laughs> from the basketball world for a sec, he was on the Bulls. Uh, he used to dance with Russell Westbrook. That's probably the most in, the most known fact about him. And I just want to mention him before he di- before he disappears again. I hope he doesn't disappear again because I, I like watching him play. He's got a lot of enthusiasm. Hit a big couple threes tonight for the Suns. And since we we're talking about the Wizards, I just want to mention campaign because he's more interesting than the Washington Wizards. Oh my God! Bye well, Wizards. One more, uh, final note then about the Suns. Trey, what do you think of Javon Carter with the uh, the black and the white shoe? Do you see that look? I've seen uh, I've seen that look. Yeah, I saw yeah. that look. And um, you, you know, Shea like Gilgis Alexander wears shoes that are like different colors on different sides mm-hmm. too. So so your feet look different. Uh, it always throws me off. Uh, mm-hmm. Even when it's intentional, it looks unintentional. And I, I don't know. I, I just really can't get behind it. Uh, all things considered, yeah, it doesn't. It does just don't look that cool. Right. It doesn't look yeah. that cool. Yeah. Um. Like, and look for me. You know, I don't want to be drawing attention to my feet in that way, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a light color shoe, your foot looks humongous. I love it. A, a dark shoe, your foot looks tiny. It's gonna let people think like, how is that guy even walking straight? He should be curving sideways. I don't know. All right. Well, for the listeners out there, we gotta take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. The final 22 teams have made their way down to Orlando and they're ready to get back out on the court. While the ending to this year's basketball season will be different than years past, no doubt about it, there will be no shortage of excitement, hopefully a mega ball. There's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings will have not one, but two $1 million top prizes through the first two days of the resumed season, so get in on all of the action now. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy basketball, it's easy to play. You just pick eight players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more, you know, basketball stuff. (laughs) There's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million. But if basketball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament. Somebody get Cam Stewart on the line. I need to know who's taking home first, second, and third. With millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there's no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code RUN to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code RUN to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I have a question for you guys. If you were to guess, on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? A million? A million days? Well, it's close. I'm sure it feels that way for people, because on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Basically a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication with free two-day shipping right to you. You also get the free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions, that's nice, or want to adjust your treatment plan. 
With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to getroman.com slash nodunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash nodunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. If there's one thing I've learned during this pandemic, it's this. I hate my couch. I've been sitting on a lot more these past few months, and it just sucks. It's all stained up and worn out. Stupid dog is always on it, and he stinks. Sorry, Cosmo, but you do. (laughs) My kids have spilled cereal, soup, ice cream, nachos, grape juice, and homemade fake blood on it. It's time for a new couch, and thank goodness Burrow showed up when it did. I'd never heard of this company before they came on as a sponsor, and the timing couldn't be more perfect. Burrow offers unique features you won't find in big box furniture store sofas or even other sofas you can get online. Durable fabric that's naturally scratch and stain resistant. I need this. And this is cool. Built-in USB chargers so your phone doesn't die while you lounge. This is big. My kids are currently working their way through old seasons of Hell's Kitchen. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Gordon Ramsay. But I gotta keep up with Coronation Street. So having my iPad plugged in is key. (laughs) You can customize your sofa to fit your decor and your needs. And now Burrow is more customizable than ever. There are over 23,000 ways to customize your perfect sofa. And you can change things up if you want to. Burrow is practical and versatile. You can assemble your sofa or break it down in minutes and you don't even need any tools. If your seating needs change, you can add or remove seats as needed, convert a sofa to a love seat or a sectional and back into a sofa, whatever you want. And you always get fast and free shipping and zero interest financing. Go to burrow.com slash no dunks and get $75 off your first purchase plus fast and free shipping. See site for details. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash no dunks for $75 off. Okay, guys, I've got three questions actually for you. First one, now that every team has played, again, like one or two games here, I just want to know, you can pick from any squad. They They didn't have to play today. Which player has impressed you the most so far down in the NBA restart at uh, Disney World? Let's get us started. Who's impressed you? Yusuf Nurkic from the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, his first couple of games back from that uh, awful injury he suffered, I think it was uh, February of last year, I believe. Um, and he's come back and in the scrimmages, he looked good, but they're obviously not games that really count. But in the two games that have counted, he's been fantastic, I think, for Portland and really just slotted back into that team effortlessly. And uh, it gives him such a difference because he's a big body offensively. He can score and defensively. He challenges a lot of shots. But not only what he's doing on the court coming back from that injury, but also his grandmother uh, contracted the COVID uh, virus and she was in a coma. Now, apparently she has recovered from the coma. She might still be or she is still in hospital. So he's obviously playing with a heavy heart as well mm-hmm. right now. He's very close to his uh, his grandma and he, you know, because she said she was feeling sick and he wanted her to go and get tested and she wouldn't. She eventually did. And then uh, things got quite bad. And I think he was considering actually leaving the bubble to go and uh, to be by her side. But uh, so, you know, not only is this guy dealing with, uh, you know, a, a psychological return to the game because of uh, how it ended for him 
or you know, nearly two years ago, but uh, he's had to play with that on his mind, and he's been performing. I mean, he's been scoring the ball well. He's been, uh, you know, just so he's important. He's filling up the box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I every mean, today, boy that I get ready for, I'm like, well, Nurkic <clears throat> has to get an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. Thirty and nine today with five assists and hit a three pointer as well in 32 minutes. But just for me, like he moved out on the court, like you wouldn't know he's coming back uh, from such a an awful injury. Like yeah, mm-hmm. he looks great out there. You know, he's always a big guy anyway, but uh, moves well. And um, you know, going forward. For next season, if he's if he's still with the Blazers, then uh, that's great for them because they have certainly missed him and, and he gives them a presence that they really need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had Nurkic down uh, for, for this answer as well. Who do you got, Trey? I'm a Triple J lover. I love Jaron Jackson <laughs> Jr. And that guy has been incredible, I think, uh, through the first two games for the Grizzlies. He hit six threes in his first game, 33 points, and then another couple tonight, 21 points, uh, and that huge clutch one. It looks ugly, man. Uh, you can't deny it, Lee. It looks very <laughs> weird, but the guy oh, shoots yeah. 40% from three, and he's seven foot tall, and he can make plays off the dribble. He moves very similarly to me, um, to Siakam, like where it looks like he's out of control. It looks like his feet aren't going the right way that they're supposed to do. It looks like there's no way that flip shot's going to get anywhere close to the rim, and somehow it just settles in softly. Uh, the way he plays... Uh, defensively as well. He fouls too much, but he can protect the rim. He can switch on to guys out on the perimeter. Him and Ja, man, like as a combination, they're just so perfectly suited for each other that hopefully they're able to build that chemistry over the years and just uh, just become an awesome combination together. Yeah, that's a good pick. Who you got, Tass? Well, I'm a front runner, so I want to talk about the good teams. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Lakers. Uh, and Kyle Kuzma has, has been really impressive. Uh, he has been... I think their third best player, even though he's coming off the bench, he's just really, really solid. He is getting down and dirty on defense. He's staying down in front of perimeter players, in front of guards. I mean, he shut down Kawhi a couple times uh, in that first game. He is not a guy you think of when you think about defense, but he's played really well. He's scoring uh, very well at 16 points a game. Uh, And so the question is, who plays with Anthony Davis and LeBron in fourth quarters? It's probably a rotating cast. I always thought Danny Green would be a lock. Uh, but besides that, I think Kuzma is even more of a lock than Danny Green at, at this point uh, because he can put that he can put the ball on the floor and, and they're you know missing a couple guards. Caruso's obviously in that mix. Uh, but he has played like their third best player, like that um, that player that they've always, dreamed he would be now it's only two games but um he's he's mm. looks like a different player out there and he, he doesn't hog it and that he's part of the system and so i think he is going to be uh playing down the stretch if he's playing like this i i think he would be their their number one option besides you know their their superstars right now yeah those are all great picks i also had nurkic like i said and uh we already talked about him kemba walker in limited minutes has i think been shockingly uh Played shockingly well for the Celtics, so he's been great. Um, let's hear from you guys, though, in the YouTube chat. Throw him in there. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, tweet at us at no dunk sink. All right, we'll flip it up here. Second question, which player has disappointed you so far down in the bubble? What do you got, Trey? Gotcha, two-pack of Pelicans. Can't deny it. Zion Williamson has been a disappointment in the bubble. You know, 30 minutes so far, he's a minus 33 and it just looks awkward when he's out there. He's been able to score as he as he is uh, usually able to, especially in that first game. The second one, a career low in shot attempts, and he just doesn't look like he knows where to be defensively. He looks just a little bit out of it. He looks shoehorned in offensively. 
I thought that for the first time really this season, he's actually looked like a rookie out there. And, you know, coming into the bubble, everybody wanted to see Zion, and it almost felt like uh, the whole reason we were having this tournament was to get to see Zion and to see him perform, and that hasn't been the case at all. It's been a bummer. Um, And, you know, I just think that uh, the restart has not gone the way anybody thought for the Pelicans. And that's my other guy. Lonzo has been really bad as well. He's been brutal. His numbers are atrocious. He's what? He's got 11 points on four of 19 shooting so far. It's just not good enough. He doesn't want to shoot when he gets in the lane because if he gets in the lane, he's either going to miss it or maybe go to the foul line where he's really been struggling uh, at the free throw line. The turnovers are up. He just... He hasn't performed at all uh, for New Orleans, and that's probably part of the reason they're 0-2. Yeah, Pelicans have been outscored by 37 points in the 51 minutes he's been out on the floor, too. Yeah. And he's like a decent defender, so that's really crazy. Shooting 21% from the field, 25 from three, and 25 from the line. <laughs> I mean, you're going to need more from Lonzo Ball to help your chances of forcing the Mega Bowl there. So, okay, a couple uh, pair of Pelicans from Trey Tass. You go next. Who you got? Well, just uh, breaking news here since we're talking about disappointing players. Disappointing news. Jonathan Isaac suffered a torn ACL in his left Mm. knee. And uh, he had missed the 31 games with the knee injury earlier. And so now a much longer rehab awaits him, according to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. So terrible news there for for Isaac. Uh, And... uh, I don't know. I'll go like as a a very lesser role player that no one expected a lot of in the bubble. Wasn't going to play a huge role, but Dante DiVincenzo of the Bucks has been thrown into a starter's role because Eric Bledsoe contracted the virus, hasn't played quite yet. And Eric Bledsoe hasn't been a star when it comes to the postseason. He fades in and out of of playing really well, gets benched. Uh, Sometimes they don't finish with him. So, I had dreams about Dante DiVincenzo jumping in there and just playing great and sort of stealing, like just giving them a little bit of a, a solid point guard uh, play, just solid play that they could depend on because I'm definitely worried about the Bucks supporting cast. Uh, as I said at the beginning of the show, I, I'll flip tomorrow. No, I won't flip. I'm, I am, I'm worried about this team and Dante DiVincenzo has not been overwhelmingly good. He turned the ball over a poop ton today and uh you know that athleticism uh it was sort of negated by the houston rockets he is a very very athletic guy but the ball handling isn't quite there to be a starter and even as a backup i mean i, I think he, he is he's solid um but you got george hill beside him the rotation with the bucks it's a funny thing they want to it seems like bud wants to play everybody he wants to throw DJ Wilson out there. He wants to throw Marvin Williams out there. He wants to throw Ursan Ilyasova out there. And uh, I, I don't know how that's gonna how how well it's gonna bode when it comes to you know deep into a conference finals. It's fun now. It's fun when the Hawks are win, winning sixty games. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. And Vincenzo didn't do anything, uh, especially tonight. He was he was better in the first game, but to to really really make you feel like all right, we can put him out there in the fourth quarter. Who you got, Lee? Uh, it's your man, Tim Hardaway Jr. Not a bad game against the Rockets. Actually had 24 points, but tonight 0 for 8 from downtown, 1 for 12 uh, from the field in total. He's taken 12 shots in both games. He's taken eight threes in both games. And uh, feast or famine with Tim Hardaway. Yeah. He yeah. could easily come out in the next game and have 40. You know, that's just, uh, that's just the way he goes. But they need more consistent production from him. And tonight against the Suns, great opportunity. Got the shots. Couldn't knock him down. So, uh that's uh, that's what you get with him, though. You know, he, he's a, he's a sort of high risk, high reward player. But to go, um, you know, 0 for eight 
Like uh, that, that, that's just not good enough. They need better consistent production out of him. So expect him to bounce back, but also expect him to have another another stinker or two while he's down there because uh, that's kind of the way a lot of his career has gone so far. Uh, speaking of guys that are feast or fav- famine, my disappointing player, I hate to do this, and you can't throw a homer on me, Lee, <laughs> because I like this guy. I love this Canadian kid. He's from Mississauga, Tess. We love him. Um, it's Dylan Brooks. He has been brutal for the Grizzlies. And I am on record saying that one day this guy will contribute to a championship team. And I still believe that. I do. But, dude, he might, gotta, he might have to change his number. You're not the Canadian Kobe, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> All right? Um, he, he just takes the most insane shots at most insane times. And he's not hitting them right now. He was 6-16 of 16 in the Portland game, 2-9 from deep, 7-20. of 20. Um, in the Spurs game, one of seven from deep. I mean, he obviously gets good minutes. He's not bad defensively. He made that boneheaded play, uh, of course, late, uh, biting on the DeRozan pump fake. But he's just like, I, I'm, I think he's the guy in Canada, Tass, that goes to Tim Hortons and orders the Wayne Gretzky, which is the, you know, the nine and nine, the nine creams and the nine sugars. Because he's just like, he's just ramped up. He's got to chill. He needs some Sunday scaries in him. Because he's like, he's just... The ball hits his hands. You're like, ah, I'm going to shoot it. And you're like, whoa, relax. You don't need to, man. Um, and it's good. You want the, you sometimes need, uh, you know, I guess Simmons has always talked about this. Like you need like that irrational confidence in one guy on your team that thinks he maybe is the best player on the floor. And maybe it'll end up winning them some games. Who knows? And I, I still do believe in him. But holy crap, does he like just blow possessions for them. He just takes bad shots. And even if he's hitting some of these, you're like, that's not a good shot, man. It's like you can get – I'm pretty confident your team with John Morant and Triple J like we talked about, Clark rolling to the rim and all these guys, you can do better than what you just chucked up there. So I hate to do it, but uh, Dylan Brooks is disappointed. I don't he's know having a good season uh, before, I know, the, I know, know, man. before the shutdown. So he's maybe just uh, struggling to find his groove a little bit more. Yeah, he's trying too hard to find his groove. I just yeah. pulled up this box score, and I feel like Rajon Rondo. Like, what in the world? <laughs> 20 attempts after 16 attempts? Uh, that's too many shots for Dylan Brooks. There's no other way to say it. Those should be going to other people. Uh, he should be taking, like, eight shots a game, 12 shots a game, and making them good shots. I agree. I agree. Oh, my God. The guy, he's legit thinks he's the Canadian Kobe. It's very, very weird. But uh, he'll, he'll, he will. He's like a Tim Hardaway Jr. He will sort of have like a game where he'll be on fire, and then he looks amazing, and I'll have to shut up then. All right, final question. You guys do you didn't think, know do you think uh, him and Jamal Murray went to the same Tim Hortons? Because it feels like well, they're, uh, Jamal, they're no, both see, ordering See, that. I disagree with that. Uh, Jamal Murray's got a lot more smoothness to him. He's ordering yeah. a double-double, Max. Uh, yeah. He <laughs> yeah. ain't ordering It was a stretch. Ski. It was a stretch for yeah. sure. But then, I mean, they both have that confidence uh, that we've talked about before, which is rare for a Canadian. Uh, it looks like he's got the American vibe to them. I'm shooting it, but uh, no. Dylan, you're just not as talented, unfortunately, I think, as Jamal Murray when it comes to scoring the ball. So, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. God, it was rough it. to watch him. I just, there was a couple possessions I couldn't believe he was shooting. I was like, what are you doing? And he even hit, he hit one of them. I was like, that was still an ugly shot to take, like a dumb shot. You just chucked it up and it went in. The Grizzlies need another player. I, I know mm-hmm. it'd be nice other people get shots, but they also need another 
a small for Justice Winslow if he was healthy, if he didn't get hurt mm. uh, in the ramp up and he was, he was out there, it would be very, very nice. Another, he, he, Dylan Brooks just shouldn't handle it as much as he's mm-hmm. handling yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know? And again, I do like what he contributes defensively a lot of the time uh, because the Grizzlies lack guys that can actually you know shut down some of the better players, uh, the opposition's best players. He helps in, in, on that end of the floor, no doubt. And he can score, but man, he just takes dumb shots. I don't know why he freaks out a little too much. All right, final question. You guys didn't know I was going to throw this in. I just wanted to ask you, Tass, were you in my neighborhood earlier today? Because someone was bumping John Legend from their yard <laughs> at unbelievable volumes. Oh. It was amazing. I was doing that too, but I wasn't near your house. <laughs> no, no, you live pretty far from me, or far enough that I wouldn't hear that. What, yes. al- what album are they playing? What are they playing? Uh, it was a All of Me, that one. Oh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you wouldn't play All of Me? All right, I wouldn't play the played out stuff they're blasting it huh wow blasting it bold blasting it uh again i couldn't really even tell where it was coming from in in the neighborhood here but they were having fun so okay i just want to check that you weren't (laughs) driving by or something like that i know you like your john legend yeah Uh, i went on you know how much i love john legend i went on a run with slow mo john legend songs in my ears today it was fun fun. i was singing along well you know it doesn't really Unless you're playing green light, doesn't really move the legs all that quick, but had a good pace for good this for fat you. guy. Good for you, man. All right, well, boy, well, boy, fantasy line of the night. Wow, this was a little difficult tonight. Honorable mentions to Thomas Bryant, 30 points and 13 boards in the in the loss. Play, he plays for the Wizards, if you have no idea who that is. Uh, Damian Lillard, Thomas points. Bryant to me looks like a child actor who has grown up. He just has like such a youthful face. <laughs> he does. He's got a decent game to him. Yeah, too. exactly. He's shooting the ball nice tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Damian Lillard, 30 points, 16 assists, huge. Uh, Tatum, 34 points, 8 assists. I thought I was going to be giving it to Tatum. Luca shot a million free throws uh, and finished with a with a massive line. It was something like forty and eleven and eight. I don't have in front of me, but it was a huge line. But I am giving it to Giannis. I'm going to upset some people because people always freak out when I give the woe boy to someone on a losing team. Bucks lost to the Rockets. It doesn't matter. Your fantasy team doesn't give a sh. Whether your team that the guy's on won or lost doesn't it doesn't count for any more points. All right, in no league I've ever played. So Giannis with this line, guys. 36 points, 14 to 25 from the floor, 6 and 9 from the line. Nice. Two threes, 18 boards, 8 assists, 1 block. 36, 18, and 8. And I would say, did Giannis have a good game? Like, it, that's the yeah. weirdest thing. Yeah. These lines with this guy. I'm like, yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a good Giannis game. It was a great yeah. no. But that's incredible. It feels like to me that's sort of like prime shark. He would just go out there and get yeah. 38 and 18. And it was like, yeah, he, they probably win. Maybe they don't every now and again. But he just does that because he just he almost touches every possession for the Bucks when he's mm-hmm. on the court. It's mm-hmm. uh, incredible. Yeah. And he was just like gobbling up rebounds. He wasn't jumping to yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a couple. <laughs> yeah. He just yeah. sucked it in. All right. So, yeah, I know people are going to be upset, especially when I put it up to Instagram and tweet it out. Then everybody goes nuts. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if your team wins or loses. It really doesn't. All right, Lee, tweet of the night. What do you got? Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, well, just before we get to that uh, trade, did you see my boy Judgy tonight? 
Sock a dinger? You socked a couple of dingers, Two? yeah. Yeah. A couple yeah. dingers? I think I think one was like four hundred and forty five feet or something like oh, that. I thought yeah. they clocked at four sixty eight. I actually oh, saw that. Oh, is that, that what one. it was? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, what was the yeah. exit velo? Oh, Tell me the launch angle. Come on. Five five <laughs> straight games. Oh, I know. They're saying he's, he's on pace sixty for sixty, they're saying for judging. So uh, <laughs> wow. I tell you yeah. what, I don't I don't mind the sound of a good clean dinger like that. I just uh, you hear that whack and bang. It's gone. <laughs> Love the whack and bang a clean dinger, baby. <laughs> Manscaped. That, that brought you back. <laughs> okay, what's the tweet uh, of the night? Right, okay, so it uh, originally comes from uh, someone called Fake Mike Malloy who said uh, smart sent mellow sh- and kept it in bounds. Bill Russell is looking down from heaven smiling. Which, of course, uh, can't happen because that caught the attention of the great Bill Russell, who retweeted that and said, just in case anyone cares, I am still alive. At least I was the last time I checked. I'm watching at Celtics versus at Trailblazers, at NBA, at NBA on ABC. Hey, at Paul Pierce. Can you let them know I'm still hanging in there? Boom. That's a good tweet. That's a good tweet. So okay. he's great on Twitter, Bill. He's incredible, he's incredible. But now yeah. I need to know. Like we we found out what was going on with Magic Johnson. Now I need yeah. to know what's going on with Bill Russell. Because you can't tell me Bill Russell's actually tweeting. No that, chance. Right? There's no, no chance. way. But uh, he's got a great great little workshop going with whoever's doing it for him. Yeah. You know, yeah. family member or somebody else. I don't know. It's amazing. And you I'm really make even... it your thumbs don't even touch the screen, man. You just say the yeah. words and they're there on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to speculate. I'm just going to believe it's Bill because it's magic and it's beautiful. He's sure. great. It was a good tweet. It's a good tweet. And he, he's, he's alive and well. Who's the guy? Fake Mike Malone? Who'd you say? Uh, Mike Malloy. Yeah, oh, okay, Mike, Mike Malloy. Malloy. Yeah. All right. Who's the real Mike Malloy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I thought maybe you could shed some light onto that. I thought he might have been a baseball guy or something. Was he sock dingers? <laughs> no one's sucking him like a, a judge right now. <laughs> hey, when hey when uh, judge goes yard, do do you yell out all rise? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I might start now. Ah, uh, oh, it's it's just great. Every time I look on Twitter, Judgey's just sucking another one. <laughs> I don't know how the Yankees are doing actually, but uh, I don't yeah. know, man. <laughs> what about the Blue Jays? Are they, are they even playing at the moment? Yeah, the yeah, Jays they're, are playing. Playing. they're playing. They're three and four going into today. All right, all right. let's go to bed. Let's go to bed. Uh, yeah. Pick 'em results from today. A couple of us had the Suns. Trey and I had Phoenix to cover. Dallas was favored by five and a half. And, uh, well, Suns hit the money line. So that's a win for Trey and myself. Trey, you're two and two. I'm three and one. And because Tass and Lee had the Mavericks to cover the five and a half, that's an L. You guys are both one and three here early in the restart. Lots of time. Lots of time. Um, But what's our game for Monday, Tass? Got a six-game schedule on Monday couple doozies on NBA TV, but um, we are going to go with, uh, oh no, I'm wrong, I'm wrong about, no, 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 I'm right, I'm right, yeah, yeah, six games, sorry, 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 so many games, so many games, and there's also a doubleheader on ESPN, so we're going to yeah. go with the uh, the opener of that, the one that people were talking about coming into the bubble, Grizzlies and the Pelicans in the battle for the eighth seed, so, yeah, now, how many minutes is Zion going to play? It'll likely be limited. They are favored by four and a half points over the Memphis Grizzlies. Ooh, back-to-back situation for the Grizzlies. Mm. This is our first back-to-back of the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Must be. Uh, who wants to get us started? Who's got a, a feel on this one? Lily, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the I think the Pelicans are going to bounce back. But uh, 
Yeah, I don't know about this one. I, I mean, the Pelicans need to win this yeah, game. Yeah, I know. Right? I know. Like, like, yeah, give me the Pels. Give me the Pels. Ugh. Don't feel great about it, but I'll take them. I just think they're going to have a better performance. All right, so Pelicans Ugh. by four and a half. So you got Pelicans winning five. by five or yeah. more. Uh, Trey, what do you got? Had some success avoiding blowouts here, so I'm going to take the Grizzlies to cover the spread. Four and a half points. Mm. They need to win, too. They uh, mm. haven't they haven't won yet, and they would like to, you know, actually stay in the eighth seed, I would imagine. Mm. And maybe Dylan Brooks will uh, <laughs> listen to the podcast tonight, <laughs> dial it back a little bit. It's like, uh, well, man, whatever happened to those guys on that one show I went on that time? <laughs> <laughs> Let me look him up. What? <laughs> what else is he doing down there in Orlando? Tass, who you, who you got? Yeah, I think uh, I'll go with this reasoning for no reason. Uh, the Pelicans have beaten the Grizzlies twice this season. 2-0. I think they'll do it again by five or more. Give me the Pels. JD, I'm turning to you tonight. Who do you like, man? Because I'm taking whatever you say. I just got a feeling, JD, I was looking at you there in the little window here on Zoom. I was like, this man's going to pick a winner. Grizzlies or Pelicans, who you got for, for Monday? Give me the Grizzlies. Damn it. <laughs> 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 I thought for sure you were going to say Pelicans. I have no okay, idea. Okay, give me the Pelicans. Right, go Pelicans. Go Pelicans. Go Pelicans. Go no, Pelicans. Who, who am I taking? <laughs> Take the Grizzlies. Okay. Trust I'm taking me. The, I'm taking the Grizzlies. So uh, that's uh, me and Trey with the Grizzlies uh, going uh, back-to-back nights, going with the underdog. Tass and Lee have the Pelicans. Love it. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us tonight. It was another fun one. Email us your questions and comments. No dunks at theathletic.com. Get them in for beach stepping, and uh, we'll sprinkle them in here through bubble wrap. Make sure you subscribe to the No Dunks YouTube channel. It'd be awesome if you can subscribe, smash that like button, leave us those comments. If you listen to the pod on iTunes, leave us that sweet five star rating and review. Last night, we were 58th in the sports podcast. I saw about five or six people went and dropped a review, dropped that five star rating, bumped us all the way up to like 42nd, just like Ooh, that, wow. Lily. Just, just like, like that. That's all we're asking, guys. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, leave us the review. It helps out. Just gets us up there higher. More people can listen to the show, find out about the show. So thank you so much to everybody who did that. We were like five or six of you in the last day. Let's call it there, though. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, uh, I'm just going to say the word legumes because people keep writing it in the (laughs) chat. I don't know why. I think it has to do with Lee Ellis liking legumes and vegetables, but it's people are just typing legumes, and it's really, really weird, and I can't for the life of me figure it out, but legumes. Chickpeas are a, 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 chick, a legume, isn't it? Probably. Embrace the night, people. Embrace the night. <laughs> you could do you like a chickpea? Oh.